welcome our virtual water cooler friends to the 42nd episode of Into the Filmverse. What is Into the Filmverse, you ask? Well, that's a great question, and it's a movie fan podcast covering all types of film content, including movie news, new releases, and a variety of past releases. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today, we are discussing Sony's newest Marvel installment, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Daniel Craig's final outing as James Bond, the musical drama of Dear Evan Hansen, the new French for horror thriller film Titan, with a few sprinkles of movies we have watched in the meantime. It's been a busy couple weeks. It has been. And hey, uh, we also we talk about a lot of movies on this podcast, and if you want to hear our reviews for the films we talk about today, or even some that we don't bring up, then join us on Letterboxd, a social platform for movie reviews. You can find me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and that's M-Y-T-C-H. You can find me, Bryce Payne, at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. So before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to discuss the latest movie news and trailers. Um, so this week, um, we first want to talk about, uh, before we even dive into the the wonderful trailers and movie news, we always like to start out with the new Disney Plus um, shows, and we have to talk about the new Disney, um, basically Party Thor, um, and then the, like the, the Ultron. Um, what if Ultron won and what if the o- Watcher broke his oath? exactly so that's the what if uh, yeah you had the uh titles down and i'm like mine was party thor and the invasion of supreme dude, ultron part one dude, and two i shit you not after the end of what if ultron one i looked at jada and was like the next episode is gonna be called what if the watcher broke his oath and then like the following tuesday they were like what are the, i was like oh shit i'm right you Holy called fuck. it <laughs> that's that's dope um so i watched these like all back to back to back um and and i guess we'll start with party thor because you thought this was like the le- weakest episode Dude, if i if i ranked this series this would be the bottom of the barrel like i i no joke i would like this was for me the worst episode in the series i'd have to think about it um but i would either put this at the top or the, the zombie spider-man one i love this episode of party thor and i'll tell you why because it envisioned exactly what would happen if thor if loki i just love the idea of loki not being around and what happens to thor and Thor becoming a party a party god and just being like a, a kind of like a, a loose cannon and I, I loved it and then for Loki and, and him to be best friends and then like for him to destroy planets when he goes and have parties on them it's just it honestly felt like something out of Rick and Morty a little bit I just didn't like the way he like Chris Hemsworth amazing dude May, voice actor I don't know man like oh yeah I mean some of these actors like they're actors but they're not voice actors. There's a difference. Right, like, exactly. And Chris Hensworth's performance is like Party Thor. I was like, I feel like he's trying, but it's just not coming off as good as it could. Did he do the Thor? He did. Okay. Honestly, I wasn't even, I, I didn't, didn't even feel like it, to be honest with you, because yeah, it didn't feel like that. It almost felt like awkward a little bit. Yeah, it's like um, it's like stiff. And I know it's just because he's an actual like body actor and not a voice actor. Right. But it's like, I just, I hate, I didn't like his performance in this. And then like the plot itself, I was like, I don't care I loved, about Jane. I don't care about the Thor movie. I don't want this episode. I loved. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just something whole like the whole party, and then he brings in like just everybody from the universe, and you how you had Howard the Duck there, and he gets married to uh, Dar- Darcy. 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 Yeah. He gets married to Darcy, and uh, honestly, I don't know why, but I, I love Howard the Duck, and I really want to see a Howard the Duck live action film. I just there is one. No, 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 no please <laughs> you don't, no. You don't I want to see one in the MCU. Boobs. <laughs> Hey, come on, the guy who made Star Wars directed it. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, I see that look. Yeah, George Lucas directed Howard the Duck. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. I don't want that information in my head. Please take that back out. 
But yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't. I didn't like this episode. Like the the most shocking thing in the episode is when Alshin showed up at the end because I was like, okay, yeah, so that up, happened. What? <laughs> See, okay, but here's the thing with those last three episodes, and kind of my criticism. What one of my criticisms of this whole uh, what if series is Marvel. Like it seemed like they were gonna do one of these things where like, oh, what if this happened? What if this happened? You know? And then they and just then they brought it to interconnect it all. And I was like. Ugh. I'm mad for two reasons. I'm mad at myself because I enjoyed it, but I'm also mad at them because, like, they're like, they're just doing something again where you just mash everything together. I was like, why can't we just have standalone things but act by themselves? Why does everything have to be always connected, you know? You know, I was upset about that, and we'll get there in the final episode. I'm not like we said, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, well, I'll talk about more about my feelings on that in the final I think, episode. Uh, for you, it might be the two, last two episodes might be a little bit more distinct because uh, you watched them in two separate weeks. I watched them back to back, so I can't really distinguish the two. You mind, you mind refreshing me on what happened in the first one? Okay, so what if Ultron One basically shows like Natasha and Clint? Oh yeah, that was a really cool the episode. Apocalypse, and then like trying to get um, Han, I want to call him Hans, but I know it's not his fucking name. Oh um. Zola. Zola, yeah, yeah, yeah. Han Zola? Is that his name? Was I right? I don't know if it's Han, but I think Hans Gruber maybe you're thinking of. I think oh, I'm close. I know I'm fucking close. Yeah. But, but Zola. They're trying to get uh, Zola to infect Ultron because Ultron has like all the affinity stones, destroyed the fucking planet, and now he's going around other worlds and fixing the planet. And they there. got the uh the arrow. Dude, I laughed so hard when Vision sh- like when like fucking Thanos showed up and Vision just fucking cut him in half immediately. I didn't like that. I was like I was so mad. I was like, damn, all their problems really could have been solved so fast in the main universe. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, y'all really just did that to Thanos like that easily? I was like, that's not how it works, but alright. There's a lot of things though, like the, these episodes showed us like some of the stuff in the main universe, they overdid. Like they're like they overthought a lot of things and then the True. other universes they're like yeah, we just cut Thanos in half and it's done. I like, like he just goes. What <laughs> I did? Uh, did James James Spader did the voice for this, right? I have no clue. I think he might have did because it sounds so good. Like I love his his like his voice is old fun. I, I wouldn't put money on it because I feel like I remember people complaining that he didn't do the voice. Oh. Okay, I mean, but it sounded very close though. It sounded very close. I thought um, it was. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking figure it out. Well, while you do that, I want to tell you my thoughts of this episode because I really think they could have made this into a film, just like a standalone film with these two, and it would have been so cool. Like a, a post-apocalyptic, trying to post-apocalyptic, trying to stop Ultron. Oh yeah, no, this makes oh. Ultron from the actual MCU look like a fucking chump. I know, like just like what a I wasted just, potential. <laughs> just imagine, even if you had like an extra hero or two, like just you have, you have Black Widow, Hawkeye, and then like you know like that film of them stopping him. Just don't even go into the multiverse part of it. But then you just have like Ultron, like in a post-apocalyptic world where everything is like destroyed. That would have been that would be such a cool like live-action film. I would be so like that would be almost like Joker level, I think. Just as far as like the raw, like the rawness, like that you wouldn't necessarily see in like another, probably like a Mar- another Marvel film. Why can't they put people on cast lists in alphabetical order? It would make so much more sense. It usually would. Um, this is not. This is a fucking disaster. Like, so, oh yeah. So the end of that <laughs> basically ends where like Ultron realizes he's there's a multiverse. Yeah, he like sees the Watcher and is like, "Hello there." Dude, the Watcher's so powerful. I didn't realize that. No, yeah, dude, that dude's like he's a god. Like Ultron beat the shit out of a god in that episode. I know, and their fight scene was so good. I really think the Watcher would have won that. Even even if he just took him hand to hand, I think he still would have won. But you know why I'm confused about that is because like, okay, if the Watcher's a god and he watches all these other universes, then like the Infinity Stone shouldn't affect him that much, right? You know, I also noticed though is that like uh, Ultron used the Infinity Stones 
More than Thanos did. Oh, yeah, no, he made Thanos... The Thanos had no clue what he was doing. Ultron fucking destroyed galaxies, like... Yeah, galaxies, and not only that, he but ate, he, like... He ate a universe, like, or a galaxy. Remember, like that, you dude, saw him creating, like, his own ship, and his own, he's, he created Ultrons and stuff like that. Just imagine if Thanos created multiple Thanoses. Uh, the guy who played him was Ross Marquand, mm. who was um, Red Skull in Endgame. On the planet. Oh, okay, okay. But he voiced Ultron. He's also in The Walking Dead. Really good actor. That's cool. I mean, I ain't mad about it. I mean, sometimes you can't get the actors' backs to do the, you know. But now that I know, piece, now but... that I know who the actor is, I'm like, no, he did really good. <laughs> honestly, like I didn't even. I honestly thought it was James Spader. That's how good it was. Yeah, no, it was um, solid. Yeah. <clears throat> so the last episode, though, I mean, you have everybody joining forces, and again, without Doctor Strange, that wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, no. Okay, so the final episode has them gather the people in the multiverse and. When you saw Gamora, did you get confused and go check the episode list to see if you missed an episode? Um, we did. <laughs> I mean, I knew she, I knew she was going to be in this because I, I had seen some, I had seen that somewhere, and so like I told in my head, and I was just like, I feel like I should know more about this. But so there was originally a ten episode series, but due to COVID, they had to cut an episode out, and that and was they, oh, that they chose her. to cut out the Gamora episode. With but then Stark. it's like, but that's like, if Gamora is so important in the final episode, like not not overly important, you know, but she's there. Why even have her there if you're like not gonna? Maybe like, they already shot the other episode by the time they you, had decided you, to cut it. I but. don't know. You know what? I, like you understand, right? I like, see what you're saying. It's weird, and like, I'm, like it kind of took me out of the episode for a second because we we had to go check to see if we missed one. So I was like, that's fair. When the fuck did she show up? But then after I learned, like they cut, I was like. It makes sense, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even think about that to be honest with you. I was just like, also, okay. I figured Killmonger and T'Challa would have way more interaction than they did, especially with Killmonger literally killing his T'Challa. Good point. Uh, my my thing between that is, uh, my, I guess my counterpart to that, I would just say like, I mean, they don't know what happened in each other's universes, right? So well, I literally just like I and shrugged. Then, basically, I was like, "All right, whatever." Like, you know, there's nothing you could do about it, but it's whatever. Episode right? like thirty minutes too, right? Yeah. So, so I was like, I was like, okay, you know, like, I'll, like it's, an, it's an anthology series. I'll get over it. Fuck it. It would have been cool though. You're right. And cool. I, I, I really liked the final episode, man. Like, I, it was solid. It was really good. See, um, that's why I'm torn about it because I don't, I'm tired of everything it's being good, connected. But then, like, when you look at the connected, and you're like, oh, okay, because like I didn't think it was all gonna be connected. And then, like, when they started, like, when he went to Doctor Strange and, like, what if Ultron won, I was like, oh, no. I'll be mean, honest, the way, like, <laughs> Ultron looked with his, like, armor and, like, the oh, vision. Yeah, it looked good. I, I honestly, it. like, I was thinking, I was like, this is starting to get too much into, like, this looks like it feels like an anime at this point. I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because it was like, it just feels like it's getting too much into, like, going too far. Like, if I had, if I saw that in live action, I'm like, that's dumb. I don't. I did like them bringing up, like, Infinity Stones are unique to their universes. Right, so, like, that was cool. I was like, solid. All right, give us some actual reasoning behind shit and making it why, like, Loki like couldn't just take stones to other universes during his show. Oh, good point. Because they wouldn't have worked. They wouldn't have. So, like... And that's kind of... Actually, that part of his canon, because this is work, so... Um, you know what would be cool, though? I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about Captain Carter. I just feel like... I, and, and I, the reason I say that... I feel... Is because I like I Captain... Feel. I like her as a character... But I think it's my whole issue with it is that it's Britain, and I know that's like because the whole idea because it's Captain America, right? And like, and I was like, I get the she's from Britain, but I'm just like, but, but like the shield honestly is what bothers me. So, oh my gosh, wait, I, when um, Black Widow got a shield, dude, that was so cool. That's I'm pretty sure that's a Red Guardian shield. I think so too. Yeah, it was like, a, I was like, yeah. I was like, 
Ooh, that was ooh. smooth. And then she, and then she was using the sh- the shield so smooth, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I'm like, just like, imagine if you give her a shield too. Like, oh, you're teaming up against Ultron, both of him with the shield. I was like, that was a cool. Moment. Oh, who the fuck needs like Mjolnir when I could have had two people with fucking shields throwing them at Thanos? Like, <laughs> that would be cool. That would have been a cool moment. But no, um, I, th- I mean, overall, I thought the series was a, was pretty good. Some episodes definitely shown over others. Yeah, I mean, it, see. Exactly, because like they just built. It was honestly like a little MCU project. Like they built each character up, and I, then they just put them, pull them all together. I cringed so much when they're like Guardians of the Multiverse because I was like, I didn't need that. And they did that, and I was like, Hey, I you're was like, funny. So we have Guardians of the Galaxy, the Avengers, the Revengers, the Guardians of the Multiverse. Multiverse. No, dude, like that's too much. Like, and then all I can think about is like the Watcher pulled these people out. I was like, You're telling me there's not a universe where like you don't have evil Killmonger you could go pull. So like let me ask you your, that was your best choice. I thought about that. I was like, "You're pulling <laughs> evil Killmonger. Why? Like, that that's your choice. He killed Tony Stark. All these people. He killed the child. Honestly, you're gonna put him in a room with the child. You could have took out evil <laughs> Killmonger. And well, I mean, he he did the at the end, I guess. So that but, part. You know. Anyways, um, so I yeah, I definitely. I mean, I digged the like at least the last three episodes. The rest of it was like mad for me. At least it built up who those characters were. But again, I really want to like, see. I did like callbacks though. Like when he brought the zombies through, I was like. That was cool. I like that. Like bringing up, like if we're gonna bring all the episodes together, yeah, bring in the zombies. Oh, because it was like, he's like, it's not about the zombies. It's what brought with her, and it was Wanda. And I was like, dude, I thought it was gonna be zombie Thanos. I was so disappointed. Oh, that would have been cool. I want like after he cut Thanos in half, I wanted to see Thanos come back as like a zombie and just fucking beat the shit out of Ultron. But but I got I got I got Wanda instead, and I was like, kind of scary. All right, yeah, dude, she got so sad when she saw his vision. I know. I was like, damn. So she still remembers? Fuck. Anyway. No, I thought the series was okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about season two. I'm kind of like still. As long as they don't focus on the same characters. Yeah, like... no, I just. The guy they had playing the Watcher is so good, too. He, we actually saw him in a movie this week. Oh, really? His name is Jeffrey Wright. He played. Uh, oh, wow, I didn't Felix. know that was Jeffrey Wright. He played Felix in No Time to Die. He's also going to be playing um, Batman. Not Batman, but he's playing. Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon Batman. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about um some of those that other um bond in a little bit. Otherwise, we can jump on to some trailers and uh movie news we watched. Uh we watched uh Licorice Pizza trailer. This movie's called Licorice Pizza. Okay, if you so don't believe me, look it up. Do you know that this is really high on people's like best picture list? I don't know. Like, I just people, laughed when people I have it in the top ten for what could be nominated for best picture, and I was looking at it, and I was like, "This looks stupid as hell." So and a lot it, of my it, friends it are looking of, for this. It reminds too. me of like Lady Bird and shit. Similar, to and it. I'm like, but I don't need this. Honestly, like whenever I think I was just like, "All right, I guess I watch this because it seems kind of funny." Is when she like opened the door and she's you like, "You want to see my t- boobs?" And then she walks in there and she just opens up her shirt and he's just like, "Can I touch him?" And she's like, "No." And then she just walks away. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I was like, I don't know what this film's about. And, and, she, and then they're pouring gasoline into some guy's mouth. And I'm just oh, like, oh, you know why people are excited for this? Hmm. This is the same director who made There Will Be Blood and oh, yeah, Phantom yeah, yeah. Thread, which are both Best Picture nominated films, which is why this is so high on the list. What's the name again? Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay, yeah. Eh, makes sense. He also made interesting he, he also made Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk Love and Magnolia and again this is the t- type of film that I'm like all right I'll watch these in between the yeah, ma- these major are like, blockbusters. This is like a filler film for me. Yeah. I'm I don't want to see this in theaters. Like I'm gonna be straight up. Like I'm going to <laughs> same, but I don't want to. But I probably wouldn't watch it if it was a homeless. Yeah, be no, I I just have no I have no interest in this movie. Like it just looks so weird. And the and the actors do not look good to me at all. Like they like I get it. They're supposed to be actual people. 
This but they look cool. so fucking awkward in this movie. They do. I, mean, I guess hopes that it also, turns out okay. Look at this photo they have for the movie on Letterboxd. You look at her like. Oh yeah. Like her in this photo. If you go to Letterboxd, the cover photo, and even just the poster actually is just just nips for days, and he's just staring at her all creepily from behind. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like movies that sexualize things like that. Like I'm not. That's not what interests me. Like American unneeded pie. sex scenes are unneeded. <laughs> Yeah, that's her. Um, so, uh, I, I gotta imagine though, because I think he was some sort of director or something like that for a play or something like that, right? So he, I think he might have had a room. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I was just theorizing. Um, otherwise, we also got some information on the, the new Harry Potter friend, uh, like a new Harry Potter film. Yeah, we got a what is it? Five seconds. Five uh, yeah. clip. It was nothing. Actually. <laughs> it was yeah. Fantastic Beast Three. Um, it gets its title, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I wish we all bet that like he's not actually Dumbledore's brother. That'd be and, interesting. And Grindelwald's just fucking with him, and his brother was actually the baby that drowned. But Grindelwald doesn't know that. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm like I'm ex- I love Harry Potter. Like I'm down 100, percent but I'm also like the title's cool. But they're recasting Johnny Depp's as Grindelwald, and I don't I don't like that. But that's just me. You know? Yeah, no, I know. That's my personal preference. I'm like. He's already done two movies as that character. Just leave him the fuck alone. I didn't even like... I'll be honest. He, wait, he was in the first one? He just played a cameo at the very end when they revealed oh. him. Honestly, like, I don't even like the Grindelwald character. So, like, I don't I, I can I, care less. I am interested because, like, Dumbledore and Grindelwald's famous duel that this series is building up to... Oh, yeah. ...takes place at the end of World War II, and it's, like, why World War II ended. No, I I, I mean, sorry. I, I do like the Grindelwald character, I guess, as far as like what it means in terms of Dumbledore. They, the, the guy they recast John Depp with, though, is really good. Is he? It's Mads Mikkelsen. Mil- Mikkelsen? Mads, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah. That he, sounds super he, he played, uh He played young Hannibal in the Hannibal show. He was in another round. God, he's in so much shit. He's a lot of stuff, yeah. He's so th- such a good actor, though, that where I'm like, I'm mad Johnny Depp's getting replaced, but at least they didn't replace him with someone that's like not good. That's fair. <laughs> that is very fair. Um and oh he was in uh he was in Doctor Strange as um he starts with a K I can't fucking remember the names mm. he played the villain other than Dormammu Caecilius oh Caecilius yeah that's it and then um, he was also in Rogue One as the dad okay um and so he's s- like he's a good actor so you know do what you got to do bro <laughs> exactly um so April fifteenth twenty twenty two they also had a release date that's what it, it comes out. So, um, oh, David Yates is directing. Oh, he, oh, he's directed so many Harry Potter movies. It's gonna be solid. Solid. He directed Order of the Phoenix, Half Blood Prince, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, Fantastic Beast, and Crimes of Grindelwald. He's got. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Ugh, I don't know though. First, second Grindelwald, second um, I, I Fantastic Beast was like, eh. I didn't like. I liked the flashback stuff to hit, like Hogwarts, but the rest of it, I was like, first one solid. It's like, like, come on, on, come on, move it along, get to the stop. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so another cool uh, piece of information, uh, this is Marvel related, Catherine Hahn, um, is going to be starring in an Agatha series, um, being in development. Oh, I heard Disney about Plus. that. Yes. I'm excited. Let's go. You know, did I was you know, just like, this you know is the, uh, the blade movie release date got leaked. Um, no, but I'm assuming it's probably like 2023, 2022, October, 2022. We should learn more about that in November when they have their panel. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll we'll cover that as soon as it got it got leaked on a uh, Brazilian like Marvel Brazilian thing like the release date got leaked and everyone was just like, hold up, 
Well, that'd be cool <laughs> to talk about once we get confirmation on that. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully that'd be cool. I, for just, the want, I just want a new Blade movie. It's been so long. Um, Six, 16 years. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, so basically with the Catherine Hahn, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I don't know how much they could do with her character on her own. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do either. I think Agatha. I hope was it's a, not. A, I hope it's not a prequel. Because I don't need to see how she got to Westview. I just want to like, right? Continue it. Prequel to lame. Um. So also some more Marvel news. Will Poulter is is back as Adam Warlock. Dude, I have, I have Sorry, had, is Adam Warlock. I have had so many issues with this in my head over the last like day. Like I keep thinking about it, and I'm like, I've seen some photos of him now where I'm like, okay, he looks pretty good. But they describe Adam Warlock as like a perfect man, <laughs> like an angel Sorry. of like you know. And then I'm like, you know, Catherine issue... from Where the Millers. That's exactly why. <laughs> and I think that's just stuck in our heads from what that guy is. Like that, that quintessentially is Will Poulter. I'm but like, you, you hired the awkward next door neighbor kid. To be Adam Warlock, the perfect man? Are you kidding me? You could have gotten Steve Rogers, put him in some fucking makeup. You know, like Chris Chris Evans, just put him in fucking makeup. There you got Adam Warlock, the perfect man. Fucking fits. Leave it alone. I want you to... <laughs> so, I, I do I do know what you're saying there, but I want you to go ahead and, and try and consider this for t- two things. No, One, no, 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 no. See, I'm not mad about it. It just seems no, not weird you. to me. Not just you, but generally in, in general, too. If, if you're also, like, thinking of Will Poulter as Adam Warlock, think about... Camille Nugiani uh, or Mugiani, I forgot how to say his last name. Uh, how he was like a comedic actor, and he there made him an Eternal. They buffed him up to be an Eternal, and so I'm oh, like, oh no, no, like a superhero. No, see, like that's another thing is I'm like, let these people do like Chris new Pratt. things, right? Like you know, let fucking comedic actors do serious roles because they blow you away. But it's just such a like it, like it was so out of nowhere like no one was considering this dude as like could possibly be no. Adam Warlock. No, nope. never. <laughs> and it was just like never, never. Bam, here. And everyone was like, "Wait a minute!" Never would cross my mind. Him <laughs> and James Gunn's like, yeah, him. <laughs> but if you think about James Gunn, it makes total sense. <laughs> oh yeah, no, dude. Like I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with it. Like I'll have to see how he looks, of course. But like he's a good actor, so I'm not mad. It's right. just like a. It's just not the. It's not the obvious choice you would go with. Exactly. Like, I'm. I'm a hundred percent okay with it. Like, fucking let him. Let him do what he wants to do. Let him shine. Let him like prove his worth. Let him be in the MCU. Let's get more actors that we know in the MCU. It's just such a weird choice. Yeah, I definitely think it's weird but too. I'm so excited to see what he does. Because that's like, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a wacky fucking franchise anyway. Here's my hope. Let though. it be weird. I'm hoping that like. He's not like like some weird like goofy person because I, I oh yeah no it needs to be a serious thing like like, like if Adam yeah. Warlock's gonna be the villain which I'm hoping he is at the build of the Guardians too right but if he is the villain let him be menacing let him be terrifying let his god like he's supposed to be a god essentially let him beat the shit and out the of reason, everybody and another reason I want to want to say that is because Adam um not Adam Warlock uh but like Guardians of the Galaxy two kind of leaned a little bit more into the comedic elements. I feel like that didn't work for the film. You know, the more I watch it, the more I like it. It started That's off fair. where I watched it, and I was like, wow, this sucked. And then the more I watch it, I just grow to like it a little bit more every time. I like when films do that. And I'm just like, no, I'm okay with this movie. It's actually pretty high on my MCU ratings. Jada, oh, wow. hate, Jada hates that because it's in her, like, bottom three. And then I'm over wow. here, like, it's in my top, like, 12. <laughs> like, top 12, wow. It's, a, it's in the top 50%. So, I don't know. Like, every time I watch it, it moves a little higher. <laughs> 
So um, this next one is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm super excited for this. Scream 5, the trailer oh, came out, or God. the new Scream film. This looks so goofy and fun, and I'm so excited for just some, some, just some good slasher, man. Like, Scream has never been one of those, like, serious horror movie franchises ever. Like, it's, it was made to make fun of other horror movie franchises. Like, that was the purpose behind Scream being made. Right. So, like... The first, the trailer shows like this girl with like her f- smartphone, and she's like, "Doors unlocked, doors locked, doors unlocked, doors locked." And I was like, "No, this is perfect. This is fucking scream. I love this." Like, <laughs> yeah, like somebody else is just fucking with the locks. Yeah, it's literally like, no, like if you were if you're like coming after like g- teenage girls in fucking like modern day, you're gonna fuck with them like that because they yeah. don't, like they're like, "Oh, I'm protected," and you're like, ha, "Psych," and then like, "Oh God, lock it." And she keeps looking at the door, the front door, as if he's gonna come from there. Keeps unlocking. It's like you are the dumbest kid in history, (laughs) but it fits so well with the ties because, like, old school horror movies, they just fucking ran. Yeah, you didn't have as much technology. Now there's technology, and we people rely on technology. So see a girl be like, "Oh, the doors are locked. I'm safe." Unlock. Oh shit! And she doesn't run. She just sits there, keeps pressing her fucking phone. (laughs) I was like, perfect, perfect fucking satire. I love it. I don't like the trailer looks goofy. It looks campy. It looks like it's like it looks scream. It looks like scream. I love it. I'm so excited for this movie. I've been excited since they announced it. Like I'm just like now I've seen trailers. Now I've seen people like actually do stuff. And I'm right. Like, I love it. Yeah. No, I'm super excited for this too. It looks like a load. It's of got fun. it's got like a bunch of the original cast in it. Courtney Cox. Oh, I'm so excited. It looks so dumb, but it's so much. It looks like so much fun. Speak- like how Halloween went the serious route. Right. This movie's just like, nah, man, we're Scream. We're going to be goofy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It. <laughs> it looks like they're going back to what they did originally. Dude, I love it so much. It's my it's my shit. <laughs> Speaking of stupid trailers, that there are stupid movies that look stupid, um, but it's so probably going to love it. Um, we have Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. The new trailer for that <laughs> film came out. So what's really funny is my dad's girlfriend is obsessed with the Resident Evil series. Like She loves the movies. And when I told her about this movie coming out, she was like, is Alice going to be in it? I was like, no, Alice was made for the movies. This is a video game movie. Like, it's based on the video game. And she's like, it's going to suck. And just walked away. <laughs> You're like, yes, it's going to suck, but. It looks so dumb, but it looks so funny and, like, goofy and, like, Honestly, it looks like I it's expect... trying to be so serious. Yeah. But it's not. And I think people watching the trailer know. Like, they're, they notice. They're like, oh, no, they're trying too hard. But they're like. It makes it funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, oh no, like this is not going to be, like the story is going to be like horrible. The acting is going to be like, nah. But like CGI itself, I was looking at the CGI and I was like, oh no, this is worse than Monster Hunter. Like, you got to be kidding me. Oh no, not Monster Hunter. But I was like, it still looks like it's like, I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix movie. No, it's an exclusive to theaters. I know that's what's confusing me because I feel like they were, or, or they're making a Netflix TV show and then they just decide they're making a movie. Mm, maybe I'm not sure, but I know this one it says exclusively. To I know because that's what blew me. That's what kind of like confused me because I was like, I know Resident Evil got bought by Netflix, like they were making a TV show. Maybe it's made by Netflix. I don't know. I'm gonna check because like if it is, I'm just like bravo Netflix, bravo. I mean, no, I'd... it's Sony. <laughs> Sorry, it's no, Sony. Sony is making what? <laughs> I just love you're like you're so confused. It looks so bad. It looks like it's gonna be so much fun. 
Like, well, I'm going to go in there. Like, it's not like a movie where you're going to go in expecting to see a good movie. No, you you're going in expecting it to be terrible, and you're going to be having a fucking time of your life. That's exactly like, how it's going to work. It's it's not good. Like, when we went and saw Monster Hunter, we knew it was bad within the first five minutes, and our entire expectations just fucking sank. And we're yeah. like, it's going to be a bad movie, but we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. And we had so much fun in it. We did, yeah. That's exactly what this is going to be, but we're going in knowing it's See, bad. But here's the issue with that. If we expect it to be horrible, and it's worse than horrible... <laughs> Oh no! Like that's not. But, but since our expectations are so low, it could be really good. Like watch them just surprise us. Watch it be nothing like the trailer, and it's actually like a super solid horror film. It's or like something. the best horror film <laughs> like, of the past decade. They're like, we all made them think it was gonna be bad. Jokes on you. <laughs> You're in a simulation. Dude, no, like, it's gonna be funny. It's so. gonna be such a solid film. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Like, it's for not that gonna too. be a good film, but I'm still so excited. It'll be a fun one to shit on, so that exactly that's the one to do. Um, it's, a, it's a palate cleanser, <laughs> exactly. So with that down, we're gonna venture onto some of our uh, movie, like new movie watches we've seen throughout throughout the past few weeks here. And movies are back, boy. And movies are back. So we're we got some back to back films to talk about here. Let's start off with the um, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, I don't know. The musical drama of in the it's basically on a Broadway show. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Um, I'm, I'm, so I'm gonna let you go first, Mitchell. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, <laughs> so a big problem with this film that a lot of people had, um, if you are into the sphere of watching Dear Heaven and Hansen or even know about it, uh, the main character, um, has, is really old compared to the, like, he's supposed to be playing a teenager. Um, I, and I, th- I think I found out why that is though. Like why he, he plays the character. He played him in the actual Broadway. Yeah, he plays in the Broadway. Exactly. Uh, Ben Platt, that's his name. So he's like I don't know he's like 30, 28. 28. Oh, he looks but he looks twenty eight. You know, so he kind of looks his age, start, starting to look his age. Um, and they had to do a lot of makeup on him. People people were mad that he had was playing him because it felt like they were too he was too old. I did not see that at all. That was like least of my problems in this film. My problem with this film is that they're dealing with heavy themes of like suicide, depression, um, and they ruin every single yeah. moment. With a song that is terrible. Exactly. Like, I mean, the, well, the songs themselves, like, if you just take out the songs themselves, like, they're not that but The songs aren't that bad, I don't think. They're, I not, just, they're not bad. They just, like, because the movie is such, like, a serious topic. Right. The songs become horrible because, like, you're in, like, this, like, drama mood. And then they just burst out singing and, like. You know, here's the issue. It's, okay, like, it's like, we're all in this together. <laughs> right, Exactly. Like, but like, uh, like if that was the top, because, <laughs> because if you're looking at a film like La La Land, where the music flows with the with the way with the, the movie, movie yep. this did not feel like that. It feels like it's because jarring. Well, if you think about, if I'm starting to think about this and applying it to other musicals, or I'll just use La La, La La Land as an example. That felt very much like it was it was, it was part of the film. This felt more like they were making they, the film, and there's the film was really good, and then they would stop and have a musical Broadway, or they would have a musical like playing on a stage right there on screen, and that's what Ben Platt was doing, is he was singing as if he was on the Broadway, and I don't think that was a good thing for the film. It didn't feel natural. It, it's almost as if they, if they didn't make it a musical, it would have been such a better movie. I do think, and, and I've started thinking about this a little bit more, and I do think you could have made it a musical, but I feel like if you used a different actor... It might have flowed better. It might have flowed better because he's used to doing it Broadway, and that's the only way he's sung it before. So it doesn't feel natural to the story. It just—it feels almost—it feels forced. Exactly, it felt forced. Wedged the shit in, and it's like it's super distracting too. And this movie, like, it's not an overly long movie, 
but it felt like it took forever exactly. because the plot is so simple. It's like the plot stops and the plot for them so to sing. Good. Yeah, and then you add 40 minutes of singing into it, and it's just fucking slow. That's where the, the issue is. Down. The plot stops for them to sing because we already understand what the issue is before they start singing about it. And the singing adds nothing to the story. Exactly, but if you think about it, in La La Land, as they're singing, the they're story singing is continuing. Their, they're singing their emotions. They're singing what they're feeling. They're singing about what their plans are, their dreams, their hopes. I never thought I'd be using La La Land as a great example because I, I don't even know. I fucking love La La Land. I need to watch it again. I only watched it the once, and I, was I watched like, it with okay. my little. I watched it with my little sister because she's a huge fan of musicals. She wanted me to take her to see this, and since we saw it beforehand, she was so mad because she's like, "I want to see it," and I was like, "No, no, it sucks. I'm not going to go see it again." <laughs> but we watched La La Land together because she wanted to see that, and like, the ending, like I was, I was like, it's a musical. I was like, okay, whatever. But the ending was so solid for me that it just elevated the whole movie up. Because I was like, I need to watch it again. Subverting expectations. Holy shit! Like exactly. Woo! Woo! Um. So yeah, I mean, over. I mean, so Bryce, overall thoughts of Dear Evan Hansen? I want to see this. Like, I'm not gonna watch this again. I'm not oh, gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna no. add it. Like, I'm not even gonna add to my film collection. And I'm adding old. And I walked out of that movie. Wow, that's that's a that's a low burn, <laughs> guys. I, I, you don't you don't know Bryce, but just knowing Bryce, that's like he'll, he'll add the most horrible films to his collection. So knowing that he won't even add this on this collection, that's not good. Yeah, I'm never never ever gonna add this to my collection. Like, there's there's no, it's not gonna get that right. Like, maybe if yeah. I saw it for five bucks, and it was like. Yeah, five bucks. If it was five dollars, I'd pay for it. But there's no way I'd pin over. Someone like, gave it to you, and you're like, "Oh, really?" Like, I, don't... <laughs> I mean, I've had films given me. I have, I have both magic mics given to me like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> I look immediately look over it. Yeah, I, I got it. I, I got it as a Christmas present. Like, if, you, if someone will gift me this, fuck, yeah, sure, it'll go in the collection. But I, I'm not gonna spend more than five bucks on it. Right. No, I, I understand <laughs> that. I wouldn't even spend five bucks on this film. Honestly, like that, my it, ticket it was enough. Literally, be five. Like, I bought cats. I own cats. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I paid oh, well, $25 for Cats. I'd I wouldn't that. spend $25 on Dear Evan Hansen. Like, that's the level. And Cats is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, exactly. My overall thoughts with Dear Evan Hansen, not really worth a, a watch. I mean, I guess if you're a big fan of the musical, you might enjoy this. No, they even don't like it. I know. But I'm saying, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying at least, at least you might have some advantage like it. Uh, otherwise... It's not really a great I, musical. I never thought I'd have to use like my ownership of cats as like a reason. Like I own cats, I won't buy this, but I own cats. Like <laughs> I, I don't even know how to express how bad that that means. This movie is for you. <laughs> the problem is, I've seen Cats twice. Like I, I've willingly watched that movie twice, and I will never watch this one past this one time because Cats is so bad. It's funny. This is just bad. Yeah, that's like, true. There's a difference. Like, if it's a bad movie, but you know I mean, it's funny, that's okay. like the movie you put on when you just want to have time, have a fun time with your friends and make fun of a movie. That's fair. But this is like that movie. Let me like reel back a little bit and say that like the story, a story wise, of Dear Evan Hansen, I really solid, love. solid. If it was just a drama without the music, it would have been so good. It would have elevated it so much. Like if you okay, if you want to watch this, wait till it's on home media streaming or whatever and just skip through all the songs you will not miss a thing nothing happens in the songs they just show back up right where the song fucking end yeah started it does you skip every single song you will not miss anything i really i really except, do think that except there's that one song where he's on the stage that's like a speech i would say that, that's okay, the, oh, that one's important that but yeah and that one actually worked that one, it felt that, like it was yeah, part of the story that one that one was good so like i would wait like one song out of a whole movie that's worth watching also, it starts off, and you would not guess this is a musical because it takes like ten minutes before the first song starts. Honestly, and uh, my issue is, is they they barely even marketed marketed this as a musical in the first place. Yeah, no, we didn't know it was a musical. I didn't know it was a musical until like a week before we went and saw it. And you didn't know until like 
Right, because they didn't start they before. didn't start marketing the musical part of it until like until I didn't know until my older sister told me it was a musical. Yeah, exactly. Like, she was like, "Are you going to see that Dear Evan Hansen movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, it looks like a good drama." And she's like, "It's a Broadway musical." And I was like, "This reminded me what? of <laughs> before I noticed knew it was a musical. This had very much like Words on Bathroom Walls vibes." Yeah, that's why like this dr- drama wise, fucking good. But musical wise. It fell flat. So disappointing. So disappointing. But um, another film that um, I wouldn't say is disappointing, but lies was like we went cross-eyed trying to figure out what the hell we just watched. Um, is a new French film. Uh, it was a horror thriller film called Titane. <laughs> Three movies in one, boy. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and honestly, if they just chose one of those movies, or even one or two of those, if they it chose the been... first movie that was like the first genre they portrayed, and just kept that one genre going. Would have been so good. I even think if they chose the last one and well, okay, let's look at this. Let's dissect this real quick. So we had we had three genres. We had one that was we had we had a horror slasher, right? We had body horror, okay, and then we had suspense drama. Sure, right, right. Like what, what, what is that? What you would say? I don't know. Where, where, where would you put the sexual stuff in that? Or would that just like kind of be like just? Like, I zone out every single time there's something sexual. That was like the first like yeah, like no dude I straight up like every movie I watch I zone out everything sexual because I just don't care and it adds nothing for me. No, and I'm not saying that it does, but I'm just saying like that whole the whole like body horror element of this movie could probably, have been removed and it would have been fine. I don't even know what the body horror was though. I don't even. She had sex with a car. She got impregnated by a car. Her skin was oh, is splitting. That what, is that, that what body horror is? What the, it's like body horror is like stuff that affects the human's like body. Like, you know, like, um, Saw would be considered body horror. Like the, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I see that. And yeah. then like this one, like, cause she's, you know, she has the silver. Right. And like, okay, I could see that point. Right. Like, she's has all the blood on her. Like, it's just, it's traumatic like, things to bodies. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, cause, cause like the initial part of this film, I want to say even for the first like 30 minutes, it was like a, it was like almost like a slasher horror film. And it was so good. Not a horror film, but like a thriller. Slasher, a slasher thriller. Slasher thriller. Dude, it was so good too. Cause like. There's a scene where she like goes on a rampage, and we were like sitting there just smiling, just For like no reason, just like holy shit, this is so fucking whack, like this is great. And I was then it so just, hyped. Like, immediately slows down into a different genre. It was weird. It was like yeah, exactly. It was like you like went on a roller coaster, and then like it, you, you had instead, you, were, you were doing the ascent, and then no. you would hit the downside, and then it would be a slow ascent again. No, no, no. It's <laughs> the, no, this is how it felt for me. It was like instead of like you know how a normal like. Uh, Roller coasters, you're just clicking up, you know, yeah, waiting yeah, to yeah. get to the top. Now, this is one that's like you thrust off, like immediately, and then once it gets to the top, it's just like a flat plane. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, thought, I love that. That's good. Because that's exactly what it's like. It was like, oh, I was like, here we go. And then it just like blasts off. And then, like, and then once you get to the top, it's like, <laughs> and then it just like, you <laughs> <coasts. thought. laughs> It just coasts then, for like forever. And every once in a while, you have like a little dip. Pop. Yep, exactly. <laughs> And then it just like <laughs> gradually goes back down to the start. Like, and, and honestly, you don't even go back to the begin- start. You just go back to You get off you, at somewhere you get else. All, yeah, you get off at somewhere else. So they had to bring the fucking roller coaster back around. Exactly. They have, like, they have a whole other track laid out, but they just like, you don't go on it. <laughs> you just get off halfway through and they're like, now we'll finish the story. So let's take you through a little bit of what happened in this film. Not a whole, we won't try to go through everything, but just basically. There's this major like scene at the beginning where she like burns her fa- family's house down. She, well, I she hit. Well, there's she, a lot of she things. She kills actually. like she kills like she's like a serial killer. She, yeah, like, she's like serial killing people, kills her family, and then she goes on the run. And then before that, she has sex with a car and gets impregnated by, by a car, which is like the most random motherfucking thing in this movie. Like it. Like I knew about that going in. Like I, I knew. I know you did. That shit was so funny because I knew about it and I looked over and you're like, you had this look like, what the fuck? And I was like, did you not know anything about this? He's like, no. And I was like, 
oh shit yeah no this is like she gets impregnated by a car and you were like what (laughs) i had no idea (laughs) and then like because my wife was with us and i was sitting in between both mitchell and and my wife and like i kept looking at them because like this wasn't very shocking to me. Like, shit, like there was a serial killers things where she was doing. I was like, oh shit, that's brutal. But there's stuff going on where I would look at one of them and look at the other, and they'd be doing the exact same thing. And I was like, am I missing something? Like, there's what's fucking going on. You know, I think you know how excited I was for like the beginning of this film is that I feel like I, th- I think I grabbed you at one point because I was like, I don't normally do that. But, like, I feel like there were, something was happening. Like, she was stabbing people, and then there was one point, one point where she so slams some chair. She puts some a dude. chair leg into some dude's mouth and fucking slams on it to break it into his mouth. And I was like, yeah. Like, I was like, is this what I'm getting into? I'm so hyped. Like, <laughs> and then the plot lane, the plane's out. You're just like, what the yeah, fuck is so this? She, like you said, she goes on the run, and then she, she sees a poster of a kid like that was uh, kidnapped or it, missing. And it's then a little, it's a little boy. It's a little boy, but like then it shows what they would look like aged up, and she's like, oh, I could look like that. And so she goes in the bathroom, and breaks her fucking nose, and punches herself in the face a few times, cuts her hair, cuts her hair, and then she puts a black hoodie on and wraps her fucking like yep. body up. Wraps her body and up with like wraps. to be this fucking boy for the rest of the film, and that's like an hour of the movie. And dude, it is an hour so, and twenty minutes. Like, I, I kept being like, "Are we gonna get away from this? Like, are you gonna go do something?" And then she just stayed, and I was like, "She yep. got, she got away at one point. Remember? She did." And then she came back. And she, I was like, "Why? Like, I know. Like, like, do you feel bad for this man that just took, like basically made you a prisoner in a firehouse? It what? Was horrible." And like, <sighs> actually, no. See, and my issue is, is that part of the film wasn't even bad. It was just like it was so opposite from what we got in the beginning. Yeah, like it's that I was like, it's two different genres already. Is, if they would have chosen one of those films to make, I would have liked either of those films. And don't forget, she's still impregnated by the car. So during this time where she's hiding, pretending to be the boy, Ooh. she's pregnant and right. having, like a bigger belly and shit. And then at the end of the film, you know, like of course, I mean, I, I won't spoil what happens, but I mean, she, she's impregnated by a car and it constantly getting bigger. You can just imagine what happens when you get impregnated and you have to have. It's so fucking yeah, weird. And I'm just like, and with, with what happens with that baby, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't even understand why this is even happening. Like this, this has no you point to the story. So much promise at the beginning. Like, I know. It was so good. You had like this avenging, strong female lead, and then it just devolved. Yeah, and then I'm like, you're gonna make her pretend to be a boy the whole fucking movie, and really, like this was so yeah. good at the beginning, and now it's this, and this, it just felt like such like a letdown from what we originally got. It could have been so cool. It, <sighs> And you know, it's not even that I hate the movie. Like I, I think I gave it three and a half or three, something like that. Yeah, no, exactly because like, it, because each part of the film was like actually good, good, but it just feels so disconnected. Yep, that exactly. It gets infuriating. Like I watched this director's first movie, Raw. Oh yes, I love Raw. Have you seen it? Yeah, you did not see my review for it. I, I, I just watched it the other day. I didn't know that it was on Netflix, and I watched it. Dude, that movie's solid though. I love Raw, dude. I was like. <laughs> I was like, watch it because I watched it and I was like, I think I, I liked it more than Titan, but I was just 100%. like, this is a solid film. Yeah, no, dude, that movie's weird, good. It's it's whack. Like it, it reminded me of uh, like if if uh, the Edward uh, the Collins didn't exist, and yeah, the, no. it, this is real life. It was so it was so good, and then when like this is her sequel film, like her sophomore film or whatever. Yeah. And it feels like a totally different person made this movie, other than being in French. That being said, though, I'm still excited for this director. Oh yeah, no, I'm like, I want to see what she, she has Whatever to do. she puts out, I'm gonna go watch because yeah. like she she knows her stuff. Also, here's a fun fact about her: her mm-hmm. dad's a doctor. Oh wow! So like, whenever someone dies or something, she always asks him how long it would take. That's cool. And he, he like in a uh, in raw, I think it was like suffocating, right? When like they were killing someone with a pillow. Yeah. He she asked her dad how long that would take, and he's like, "Oh, you're about this much," and that's actually how much time it takes in the movie for that person to die. That's cool. 
So like she's like medical wise, she's got her shit covered because her dad's just like, yeah, no, if you do that, it's gonna take him like eight minutes to die. And she's like, all right, cool. So you see that shit on the screen for like eight minutes. That's cool. Like, use your resources, man. Like exactly. I'm, I feel like a lot of directors and, and producers and writers don't do that. Oh no, that's like the best part. But yeah, Titanium so. was was weird. I'm, I'm gonna buy it. Like I'm not even ashamed. I'm, I'll buy this no, one. No, be. I'll watch this one. It's not gonna be like an once well, a year watch or every two years but it's like one of those movies where I'm like if i get a friend and they're like i want to watch something fucking weird i'm like mm, yeah i got you if bro. i was if i was like to recommend like if if uh maybe like she came out with something more popular later and it's, you know this is something i'd re- revisit to be able to like just to be like oh this is part of her cl- like what she made yeah no she's a solid director and this was this was an okay movie i just wish they would have picked one direction to, to go stick in with yeah um so i also saw um a Nef- the new netflix film the guilty uh that stars jake gyllenhaal so yeah i didn't i have no interest in this movie like i i didn't know it was coming out me either you know, i just saw like people it started trending on letterbox and i was like all right <laughs> um i there's a few reasons i watched this um i mean it's october so i'm just kind of like trying to stick to like the, the horror thriller genre um, i'm trying my best to stick to that um as best i can and um so this looked like it was in that vein you know you have the thriller the thriller of of it um, I expected this to be a different movie. It, so it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'll, that was also another reason I wanted to watch it was because, um, well, really the only thing I know Jake Gyllenhaal from is Homecoming and or not Homecoming, Far From Home, um, Spider Man. I know he's been a lot of other stuff, but I always confuse him with Ryan Gosling. I used to do that too. So they both have beards and like the short hair. They just look very similar, but they're not the same person. No, you know who I you know who I accidentally um confused him with was John Krasinski at one point. I don't know why, but anyways. No, that makes sense. I accept that. Yeah. So the guilty. I, he, oh, he was in Zodiac. We watched that. Oh yeah. So the guilty. Um, it's about a. Um, nine. He's a, basically a cop that um was basically he had to step down um because he did something wrong. You don't really know what happened, but now he's on nine one one duty, or emergency duty. Um, so he has to basically take nine one one calls and help people. And there's this lady that calls him, say, she, says she was like kidnapped, or whatever, and she needs help. And, or basically, the, the call comes in, and she's like, she pretends she's calling her kid. Um, and so he basically goes on this entire like manhunt, calling everybody he can, and basically telling people to do things um, to so that way he can get this woman helped. And then there's some few twists and turns that happens that I won't really um, reveal because it actually is pretty shocking once it happens and interesting. Um, and then near the end of the film, you find out why he was demoted um and then you're just like oh shit and and you find out like kind of like what his friend is see the interesting thing about this movie though is he never leaves the office it's all just in one room he's yeah he's the only the point of view of this film you hear you basically hear the uh movie through him operating the telephone Oh, that's weird. I like that, though. And that's why I really like this film, not just because I was expecting, like, a film where he's going out and actually saving this woman, you know? And he's going out and, like, he's, because he hears this 911 call and he's like, oh, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna save her myself. I don't care about the 911 thing anymore, because he's, he's like a cop, right? But no, he doesn't go and do that. He actually stays there and he does everything within his power and he keeps calling everything and you hear the f- entire film basically through these phone calls he makes with other people. That's so weird. I love that, though. And it um it is very interesting in the way the way it turns out and the calls you hear and honestly like I did start like at the near the end of the film I was feeling like I was like oh god I almost like this hurts, um and then even like the resolution and when you find out why he got demoted and, and like and then he, you know him taking um, responsibility for things it really is kind of like heartfelt and it shows like how great of an actor Jake Gyllenhaal is. You know, Jake Gyllenhaal is an amazing actor. 
Um, so yeah, that's a that sounds cool though. I wanna, yeah, I, I'd probably watch that. I mean, honestly, it's only like I think it's only like an hour and a half. So I mean, it's really it's not bad. Yeah, it's like it's just a short film, but it's and it's really fun to watch. Um, I'd rec I'd definitely recommend it. Like out of out of the Netflix films that have come out, and like how some of them have been pretty bad, I think this one is worth watching. You know, it sounds it sounds interesting. I like movies where they're just like one room. But I know he's probably like. Do you see anything else going on in the movie? Um, yeah, I mean, so he's he's in the one room, and then there's like there's like four other characters. You, you so actually he, he only interacts with them through the phone. Yeah. Oh, no, like no, that. but you don't see you don't see any of the other characters. Like the Ooh. only he you only ever see the, the, the him in the in the call call center room. You never see any of anything else that goes on in the film. Okay. So your only interaction with the outside of the world is with him talking to people on the phone, and then of course you have the, his like coworkers in the office and his boss in the office. Um, but they, they mostly leave him alone for the most part. Um, and, and honestly, there's some funny part. It's kind of funny. There's certain type of scenes that are funny and he talks to people weird, but, um, but it's, there's a lot it's of, a, it's sounds, really it sounds interesting. It's different. I've never seen a film like it. <laughs> um, but speaking of, I wouldn't say, well, I have seen a film like this, um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Sony's new Marvel film sequel to Venom has come out. We're just gonna skip my thing of lamb. Oh, we'll get. I'll, I'll jump onto the next. Sorry, my apologies. Okay. Um. So well, I was just like, that one's weird too. No, I have. I, ha- <laughs> I actually created two lists, so that's why. We'll, we'll get to the next one. Um. So Venom, let there be carnage. Um. Let there be carnage. Um. Surprise. So what did you think of Venom? Let there be carnage. Okay. So this is a mixed bag. I enjoyed it, but I hated it. <laughs> like it's it's one of those movies where like it's hard to like really hate. Because it moves so fast, you see like a bunch of st- like things are always happening. But I feel like they could have done so much more, and some characters feel like utterly useless. Let me ask you a question before we we dive into this. Would you prefer a film that's too short, um, and you, it feels like they needed to add more scenes, or do you prefer a film that's a little bit longer that they could have took stuff out of? Hmm. So I like short films because I can watch more movies if they're short films. Okay. But I like long films because if they're if they're like a good film, I can get I can get over some unneeded scenes. But they still bother me. So like neither one is like a good thing. So I'm thinking about this right <laughs> because I'm like cuz cuz this is my issue with Venom was that I feel like it was too short. I feel like they could have added more like at least 15 to 20 more minutes to really flesh this film out. I need to see Venom and Carnage fight more than one time. That I feel like they could have fought more than one time. I also feel like the relationship between Eddie and uh Bra- or Eddie and Venom could have been a little bit better. I feel like they cuz I, I feel like they did like the classic like we're breaking up thing. And That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. And I feel like I didn't get because like I I definitely like enjoyed that part of it, but I feel like that alone was disappointing to only be able to see that. You know, I feel I feel like they could have used Shriek more because her superpower is fucking. Don't even get me started about Shriek, dude. Her super, I, I'm so mad how they used her. Her superpower kills fucking Venom like symbiotes. Why would you not utilize her more? I know they they basically like said stop that, don't do it, and then she just like she just, didn't like, ever use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's stupid. Uh, Honestly, there was no reason for her character to even be in this film if they weren't going to utilize her the way they could have. Um. Fuck, what's her name? Anne or whatever. Ven- Again, another character that they like, wasted, like, kind of. Yeah, they're like, why? Uh, the doctor got like a cameo. I'm going to say it's a cameo because it's really not a role. It's a cameo. Yeah, it really felt like, like it, yeah. He, he, he's barely in it, even though he does something. like he, He's barely in it. And see, I, f- I just really 
like I think it would have been better if Venom and Eddie weren't having like their fucking I know because relationship it, issues my, and they were like focusing on trying to find Carnage right and Carnage and like they were fighting more like they'd have more interactions and like Venom would get beat down and like be like I can't beat him or have yeah some, that would like, be have cool. some like internal conflict like yo this old red one like I can't fucking beat him because but there's literally no conflict no an hour of this movie. Exactly. And, you know, I think the whole idea from the beginning like, is like because... Things, things are always happening. Right. But there's no conflict. Like Not really, like no. an hour into this movie, they finally start the fight, and you're like, we're almost done, and you just are now getting into a fight. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't see Venom going into the streets for, uh, hunting people down. I don't see Eddie doing anything but being like, fuck I'm you, Venom, gonna, get I'm going to name a few things that could have happened, right? So, I mean, you have... In the beginning, in the first film, you had Venom, and it, there was fights between them, but you also got a lot of interaction between them being friends. And I feel like they should have doubled down on them being friends and, like, being more of, like, a symbiote relationship um, together rather than fighting a lot. they're supposed to be. Right. They're symbiotic. It's in the name. That was something they were supposed to do. In the beginning. Like, I thought that's the kind of relationship they established in the first one. So, if you're only going to give us an hour and a half, you should have started that. Or... If they were going to go into the uh, into the other way that they were saying, right, that he wanted to go to about them breaking up because Eddie w- or because Venom wasn't eating eating people, then actually have Venom eating people because even when he got, he went to he even when he got out of his or, I'm not spoiler just a tiny bit here not too much, but when um, Eddie and Venom separated, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't eat anybody. He goes to a party. I was fully expecting him to start eating people because he's on his own and he didn't. He just goes to a party and just walks around and then and then basically comes back at some point. Yeah, no, I didn't like that. I also, although I will say the way they handled like Carnage for a PG thirteen movie, not bad. I do, and he's very menacing for a PG thirteen yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Like he was, he what well, he like I would have liked to see more. Me too. But at the same time, I was like. Yeah, for what we got, like I'm not angry at it. Like See, Carnage my... was still pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. For a PG-13 movie, when I got I got put it out there, if it was rated R, could have been so much better. But that's that was with the original Venom too. Like, you had that rated R rating. If Sony was just brave enough to be like, let's make a rated R Marvel movie, the shit they could do with these Spider-Man villains, right. would be so good. I agree. Like, God, like Carnage, just massacring people and like full yeah. blood and gore because and like, my that's issue with what he is is like <laughs> this was very much pg-13 because you could just like okay they're throwing people around you know they're not actually killing anybody there's a, there's a few scenes where you see people like you know a few doing a few things quote unquote but die. they did yeah but they did the best they could for a pg-13 um which is fine i just do i really do think that this could have been rated r but I know why they didn't. It's fine i i get it it's just frustrating because it's like you had so much opportunity mm-hmm but Sony's just so scared to a superhero movie rated R. Exactly. Now, setting all the negative things aside, I, I, I mean, I really, I did end up enjoying this film. Even oh, I, had, though, I had fun. Like, I, I didn't yeah. hate it, but it's just like, I feel like they could have done more. It felt, exactly. It felt very lean. Like, it felt Simple, way too lean. safe. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it, like, they didn't take risk. They were like, just like. They just made a sequel. They just made a sequel, like, that they know would work. Yeah. Like, they didn't try anything new. I will say that the post credit scene, I feel like they're building some risk up with that, because I don't know how I feel it's about it. It's the most important it. part of this entire film, you know? Like, I that's don't the only know thing how matters. I feel about a grown man doing what he's about to do. Like, <laughs> So, we're going to talk about the post credit scene to Venom, so if you haven't seen Venom, just go ahead and skip ahead for, like, a minute or two here. Um, Can you see Tom Hardy beat up Tom Holland? Yes. <laughs> I just... He's a, Tom Holland, like Peter Parker, is supposed to be a fifteen-year-old kid, sixteen-year-old kid, and you're going to send a grown man in his thirties to be Venom to beat the shit out of I, um, his fucking Tom I can Holland. confidently say, <laughs> I can confidently say, with the Spider-Man we have currently, 
I feel like Venom would beat the shit out of him. Oh, 100%, dude. dude what, what would Peter Parker do? He'd be like sitting there like, all right, all right, we guys, come on, Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. And then he looked up and Venom <laughs> would be standing like seven feet tall and be like, just fucking slap him across the goddamn Honestly, street. Honestly, this is honestly. I'm kind of hoping that happens in Spider-Man. No, and now we're talking about that, but I just want to say I'm kind of hoping that, not specifically with I Venom, see, but I hope Spider-Man in No Way Home really just gets the it, shit I beat out of him. It's horrible, isn't it? Like we're like that's Doc Ock from Sam Raimi. I want to see him beat the shit out of you. Not die. Or like but Green like, Goblin. I'm like your villains have nothing on these guys. Like these guys are gonna be the know. shit out of you. Like I feel like Spider, like if Toby, Mc- oh, well, I, he's got I he's gotten all the safe villains so far. He he's, like, he's like, I'm a good superhero, and you're like, you've had a flying dude in a fucking Toby Maguire would have like, web up the fucking vans of, and you've had a dude with illusions. You to- have had nothing. Toby Maguire, nothing. And I wouldn't even put it to Andrew Garfield. Both of them, I mean, would have like destroyed the first two villains. He got, beat, he got the shit beat out of him in a fu- by a Thanos army. Goons. <laughs> Goons beat the shit out of him. Yeah. You're trying to tell me that he's going to go up against Green Goblin, Doc Ogg, and Venom? Like, get the fuck over yourself. Nah, lizard, Sandman. Fuck. He's going to get the shit kicked out of him. Tom Holland needs like 20 years to really tell him. <laughs> like, Tobey Maguire, he got Green Goblin off the bat. He's, he had to grow up fast. Bro, he did. Andrew Garfield, lizard. Like, that dude, like, that's, t- that's intimidating. Even not, not that good, but like, he almost killed all of New York with lizard fucking socks in. Tom Holland had a dude trying to rob Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, that ain't that bad. And honestly, like, he, and honestly, he wasn't even doing anything that horrible. No, think no, about he's it. Like, like, oh, I'm not gonna let you rob Mr. Stark. I can't let you do that. And you're like, who's he hurting? Like, he's selling weapons to goons. They're getting caught on the streets. Like, all right, I get their bad weapons or Shatari weapons, but like, he's not killing anybody that you yeah, know. If you, start, <laughs> if, if you think about this, for the No Way Home, he's like. If he's really going into something he has never been into before. Because Mysterio... That Mysterio was like, didn't even try to kill him. He just tried to take the glasses and be like, leave us the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he just, then he just wanted to like, like, be a hero. He, he basically just wanted to be a celebrity. Is what, is what, um, yeah, that's Mysterio his whole thing. He was just to. like, I just want to pretend. Yeah. And Spider-Man's like, what? And then he goes and tries to, beat, tries to fight him and the Mysterio kicks the shit out of him with fucking drones. Drones. Are you trying to tell... That boy didn't even use Spider-Sense till the last, the, yeah, uh, with, last act of that movie. With Tom Holland, like, <laughs> Spider-Man can do shit right now. Like I, much, I know he'll become a great Spider-Man, as but right much now as I love nah. Tom Holland Spider-Man. I just can't. He's not on the same level as Garfield or nah. McGuire. Like the fact that like they 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 were just like first movies. They were but in you know why that like, is? Save the fucking world. Or and whatever. I see this is because they they're letting Tom Holland grow and they're giving him time which to is, be in high which school, is, which is good. Something yeah. that needed to be done. But and it's I, still comical. When and you one think of, the, of Venom. I, mean, I could talk about Spider-Man forever, but I, I want to mention. One thing I noticed in Far From Home, and that what I didn't like is I'm just like, he has spider sense. Why the hell is like, because you know, the whole thing is, come on, Peter Tingle. I'm, like, I'm so confused. And I was like, you know what? Oh, I get it. Like, he's he's developing these spider powers as he's as he goes. He just did, he didn't get them all at once like the rest of the guys did. And I was like, that's really cool. I like okay, that. Okay, that makes sense. I just, man, like, let him three carnage is post credit scene. Where they like I show. get the shit beat out of my bed. <laughs> like Eddie Brock's not a bad guy, but I can see Venom just being like, "Fuck you, punk!" And it's like, "No, we can't I, kill him." He's I want to see a movie where Venom just like tells Eddie in his head, "He's like, yeah, I'm leaving you for Peter." And Venom's and like Eddie's like, "Wait, what?" He's strong. I it's like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's something about him. I just feel like he'd be better. And Eddie's like, "We've been through so much. I'm not even in my same world anymore." And Venom's like. <laughs> I don't know, sucks to suck, bro. You're a bitch, Brock. That guy took out Green Goblin, 
fucking lizard, electro. Like, I'm gonna go with him. You've taken out like Riot. Like, you didn't even really do. I did all the work. I did all the work, and then I did all the work for Carter. You have done nothing. I'm gonna go with him. He's gonna feed me. I don't know, man. Let the Carnage is stupid, but it's fun. Like, it's a fun. It's a fun, simple. You know what I find though? Was what I find weird about Venom versus um when he the symbiote when it attaches to Spidey. (sighs) It becomes Spider-Man because it becomes a black suit and it doesn't become Venom. Isn't that weird? I don't know how they're gonna handle it. If they're gonna handle it, no. That. But I, I just think I just think about that though. Like, I, you know, I, I like know. like no. But I'm just saying, if you think about I, any I know, Venom I know, in general, I know what you're thinking of. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now I'm like, I really like. I wonder if it's because he has more like power. He has more like of a because of, you know Eddie's a human versus a Spider-Man who's more like um I wouldn't say what is he like a. Not, I don't, know what I don't want to call him mutant, but no, he's, he's not mutant like, because he, because he's, he was mu- it, but... he's mutated. Yeah, he's, he's mutated not... exactly because like his his DNA is mutated after the fact. So like he's maybe stronger, so he could resist it more than other people can. I don't know. It's weird. That's something we're out to see as the time goes on. And, well, just well, I'm just thinking about even if you look in the comics. But anyways, we could talk about Spider Man for days. I could do that forever. So um, Venom let to be Carnage. Um, thumbs in the middle for me, I guess. Yeah, me. I mean, I'm. But then excited I, for the be, future. I'd be more on like. Uh, like a little above fifty percent. Yeah, because I'm like, like it's one of those movies that like I'm not gonna watch all the time, but it's something that I feel like if I ever put it on, I'd just have a fun time with it at home. Well, if I'm gonna watch Venom, I'm gonna watch Venom too. You know, so it's like ah, oh, dude, or the Rings all over again. You can't watch the last one. You had to watch the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. You can't <laughs> watch one. You know, like it's, it's my problem with the MCU in general. I'm like, I can't just I can't just jump into like Iron Man three. I have to watch everything up <laughs> to Iron Man three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're gonna watch the MCU, you just kind of watch the MCU. Yeah, know? it's it's rough, especially the more movies they get. Because every know. every new title, I'm like. That being said, honestly, I have skipped a few. Like, I will skip a few. Like, I'm not gonna watch oh, Thor I, two. I'm not gonna watch. I'm, I'm just excited because what happens is like I have Actually, that's I, as much as I rewatch the MCU, the movies at the beginning I've seen so much that I dread going through them. But the further I get along, I've seen those movies less. less yeah. So I'm like, I'm more excited to watch those. Because I'll like I'll hit like Avengers Endgame. I'm like I've seen this four fucking times. That's so less compared to everything else. So except for Doctor Strange, I think I've seen Doctor Strange three times. Speaking of a film that you've seen um, recently, <laughs> we've seen uh, a new A24 film uh, called The Lamb. It's just Lamb, or or just or just Lamb. It's just Lamb, and this movie was fucking weird. It's like first off, it's in Icelandic. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's weird. So it's an international film. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I'm gonna spoil the whole fucking thing. So, because please do, I don't want to see this. So it starts off with a creature moving around the snow, and horses running away from it. You don't see the creature; you're in the vision of the creature. And it goes up to this barn, opens it up, and there's lambs. And then uh, it cuts away as it's walking away, and the lambs looking at it. Makes sense. Like something happened, and it walked away. And then we, were, I was like, oh, so it fucked the lamb. <laughs> All right cool that's gonna be why it's a human lamb thing got it and then uh the movie starts and they're like doing around there like it's a, it's a lot of just watching them do their daily things and just like they're running a farm like it's just what you're just watching them run the farm and then one day they're like helping sheeps give birth and they pull out this fucking human sheep hybrid and they just wrap it in a blanket and take it inside they don't say like there's no what the fuck is that there's no <laughs> reaction they just fucking wrap it up and take it inside and like i was sitting there watching i was like well, that's not the reaction I would have, but I right, cool. What the fuck is this abomination? <laughs> Get the gun. <laughs> so then the movie goes on. They're raising this fucking lamb thing, and like the mother of the lamb, like kid, lamb kid, he's like going outside and being like rah rah, like yelling at the fucking window at them. 
So the mom one day just comes out, grabs a gun, and shoots it. And then buries That's your it, in, to a, it? in a shallow grave. And just goes back inside as if nothing happened. All while the, the dad... I want to call him mom and dad. I'm going to call him mom and dad because I, I don't know the fucking names. Sure. But the dad's brother like shows up and saw the mom kill the sheep and so he just goes inside and he like he wakes up he's, he's like in the barn and he comes outside and his brother's like oh you're here and he's like yeah i just slept in the barn i don't want to bother you guys and they're like oh we'll come and eat breakfast he goes in sits down and there's three place settings he's like oh you're expecting someone and they're like hey duh. and then this fucking lamb toddler fucking <laughs> thing so comes cute. in and he looks at it he looks at his brother he's like what <laughs> like i was like he the most Honest reaction of everything. He was just like he was looking at him. He looked away. He just he didn't quite. He didn't sit there and go, "What the fuck is that?" He waited. He got took his brother away, and he's like, "The fuck is going on?" And his brother's like, "Happiness," and just walks away. And I was like, "What?" Bro, I can't. I hate that so much. (laughs) And so like the brother keeps like talking to him like, "Yo, like that thing's a fucking monster. You gotta get get rid of that. Like shoot it in the fucking head or something." And they're just like, "No, it's our daughter. We can't do that." But how do they know it's gender? Because it's only the head and an arm that's lamb. Everything else is a human. Okay. <laughs> and so they fucking go around. And, like, one day the brother just, like, gets up when they're sleeping and, like, brings the fucking lamb out and he has a gun. And I was like, oh, my God, is he going to shoot the fucking lamb kid? Like, what a fucking plot twist this is. It cuts away. And then, like, the mom wakes up, is freaking out, and she goes in the living room, and the dude's sleeping on the fucking recliner holding the fucking lamb baby. And I was like, what? And they just all grow to, like, be, like, around this fucking lamb child that doesn't speak, mind you. It can't speak, so it just fucking, like, makes fucking lamb noises and shit. <laughs> what is this, man? <laughs> and so, like, they go through this thing where they just all start to bond and shit. Like, the brother takes it, like, fucking fishing. And, like, just talking to it about, like, oh, yeah, your your dad and I used to go, like, fishing all the time. And, like, they don't question this shit, man. Like, the only one that questions was the brother, and he grows attached to the fucking thing. And so one day, one day, the fucking, like, God, I'm, like, the, the mom, like, is getting rid of the dude because, like, the brother, because the brother's trying to get with her. And so she's, like, you gotta fucking leave. So she goes, drops him off. And while that's happening, the dad wakes up and is, like, where the fuck's my wife? So he's like, oh, I don't know. Let's go fix the tractor because it broke down. And then he takes the fucking lamb child to go fix the tractor. Well, he can't fix the tractor. So they're like heading back. And then it cuts like a gunshot. Like the mom comes back and it's like, here's a gunshot. And she runs. And the dad's like, got fucking shot. And you see the dad, like the real dad of the fucking lamb creature. It's like it's fucking like, you see its dongness hanging in the back because it's walking away and flapping around. It just fucking takes the lambkin and starts walking the fuck away with it. Which I'm like, okay, it's your daughter. Like, I guess that makes sense. still fucking weird that you're just, like, roaming the countryside. The mom shows up, sees the dad, like, dying. And is like, where is Ada? And the dad, like, he's gurgling fucking blood. He got shot in the fucking throat. He's not going to talk. But she's still trying to get, like, where's Ada? Where's Ada? And he dies because, you know, he's shot in the fucking throat. Actually, the dude, the creature shot him three fucking times. Like, there's no way he was living. <laughs> And the mom looks around and can't find it, and then she just, like, it cuts to black as it looks like she's about to jump off a cliff, and that's the end of the movie. I just saved you an hour and 40 minutes of your life. <laughs> Mitchell has signed off his podcast. <laughs> it's it's legitimately one of the weirdest fucking movies I've ever seen, but the thing is, here's the thing, I didn't hate it. Like, I, I left it feeling like it's not good, but it's not bad. They could have done more. Honestly, they could have been creepier. 
I basically spent an hour and a half watching these people live their lives raising a lamb hybrid thing and not questioning it, but that's it. That's all it is. And like it wasn't terrible, but it was weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. Well, honestly, when I was watching the trailer, like I was just like, because you saw kind of like the lamb thing, and I was just like, I wonder like how much they're, of that they're going to show with like the lamb kid. And I was like, okay, so it'd be nice to show like a, a decent amount. It's like it doesn't sound horrible, but it also doesn't sound like any. I don't really want to watch. It doesn't man, like, add anything to anything. It didn't. It didn't like fucking answer any questions of life. It didn't give me like. What's that one like, film we insight? watched? The, um, with the two guys that went to this, that, that went to the thing, old joy, old joy. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. It's like not that like the same concept. See, but you know what I'm saying? Like the same. I look, I look at A24 movies in a really different light because like sometimes they're, they're so cool. really good. I've seen some A24 films that are amazing, and sometimes they're just fucking weird. Isn't like is Good Time an A24 film? It is, and that's with Robert Pattinson, right? Yeah, that's a good film. Yeah, so, like like they're a hit and miss, but like they 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 like doing weird fucking movies, man. Like. That's why I don't blame each for they, they do things different, and I like. Well, that. they're also only a distributor; they don't make the movies. All right, but they pick up. They pick they up pick films up the that are film yeah. rights for it, and like oh, distribute they did Lighthouse, Hereditary, Midsommar, The Witch, Uncut Gems, Moonlight. Like they're all over the place. You never know what they're gonna put out. They did Ex Machina. Ex Machina's great. Yeah, you you have no idea what these spoiler projectors are gonna put out, and they put some weird shit out. And this is like number one. If I was rating all the eighty eight twenty four movies on weirdness, this would be like number one or two. Like it's fucking weird. They do uh, the last Black Man in San Francisco. That's supposed to be really good. They're releasing a collector set about that actually. I need to see that. They also did Cresha that we watched last Thanksgiving. <sighs> Gross. I, I like that movie. What did I rate that? Didn't I rate it really well? I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, we were opposite on that film. I think. Yeah, but no, Lamb Lamb was weird. Lamb Lamb was weird, but it was still like I was still intrigued and invested. So like, I give a props for that. I think I gave it two and a half stars, maybe two. I mean, because, I like, like I would have watched it again. I like the concept, but I feel like they could like if they did a little bit more with it. I think if I'm they, about, like if they had it. embraced horror aspect. Yeah. Exactly. But instead, like, if the dad was, like, struggling to accept fucking raising a lamb child, because, like, they had a kid who died. Why did I rate this three and a half stars? Anyways, sorry. They, they had a kid who died who was named Ada, so they kind of, like, I kind of think it, like, they thought it was, like, a gift from God, like, here they get a second chance to raise a kid. But, like, if they if they just, like, the mom was just like, no, we're raising the fucking lamb, the dad spent the whole movie going, like, I need to fucking get rid of this thing. This thing's a fucking monster. But no, no, the brother's the only one that was, like, Shoot it in the fucking head. Oh, that's why I remember now. Yeah, no, it, it was okay. I would not, like, I had a person I follow who gave us four stars and was like, you need to watch this in theaters. Yeah, no, you don't. I think I saw you, that. You I was like, you don't need to watch this in theaters. There's you no you don't need to watch this at all. <laughs> just kidding. Like, I Honestly, though, for, like, I think what like, I need to know is why they had two separate beds. No, they had they had one bed. They had two separate comforters. That's yeah, two separate comforters. That's what I needed to know. It was really weird too, because Jade and I like they they like were getting out of bed and like the mom like took her blanket off and the dude still had a blanket on the bed and we we're like, what the fuck? Like, also, I could not live in Iceland. Oh wait, two separate comforters. I was totally thinking you meant two separate beds. No, no, dude, I could not live in Iceland. There is no nighttime there. Because I was googling it and I was like, there were so many articles about comforters and I was sorry, I, I just. Um, those are beds. Um, there's, so there's no nighttime in Iceland. Did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't yeah, know that. It makes so it's just constant light. It's constant light. Is that true? Yeah. Do you know how hard it would be to fucking live there? I had no passage of time for me. I had no clue. Like I kept going to bed and I was like, it looks like it's fucking like two <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. Like, what I think I'm doing? tired like, now. Yeah, dude. I like the, there's the passage of time really fucked in my head. Cause I was like, I couldn't tell when it was like a new day. Cause it was just light all the time. Wow. Very, very irritating for me. And I was like, people live in that. 
people choose to live in an area that is some people daylight. are born into it like oh, the lamb yeah no you can fucking leave <laughs> i would lose my mind if i was in daylight all the time i'd be so mad i'd have blackout everything i was like i'd be like i'm making this dark. they didn't even close their fucking window like their fucking curtains dude they just let them open and just went to bed i live in the darkness so i, dude, I, where I you come from i couldn't i'd, I'd die I'd, I'd be tired all the time i'd be i'd be like that there's a movie called insomnia which is based in iceland yeah yeah, no, the dude can't sleep because it's light all the time. I would be that dude. You know, I, I would go insane. Par- I bet it's partly because, like, well, actually, I don't even know. That's weird. They're like, it's 9 o'clock at night, and you're, like, looking at the sun. Like, no, it's, like, fucking 3 in the afternoon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I would funny. lose my fucking mind. There's no way. It would be so good praying people then because, like, you just, like, like, always. It made me appreciate Insomnia so much more because I did not like that movie when I watched it. And now I'm, like, thinking about it. I'm like, no, I'd go fucking insane. I would lose my fucking mind. I'd I'd go crazy. There's no way. Like wow. I don't, I yeah, don't think I've Lam- seen it. Uh, you want you want to, you want to watch Lamb now after I told you everything? No, I want to watch the film <laughs> that could be though. That sounds cool. <laughs> like it's a, if they did like a lamb film with with like a baby lamb that was half human and half lamb. Um, I think it would be cool. All but, right, and uh, we watched one other movie. We did. I'm so excited to watch um, to talk about this one. Um, this film is Daniel Craig's last outing as Bond. Um, it's the final run in his Daniel, in, in his Bond films, and um, I really enjoyed this film. It was really cool. So I'm be honest, I did not like Spectre or Skyfall that much. I don't remember watching them. I know I've watched them. In, I watched yeah. them once in theaters. Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't. I didn't like them, but I really liked this movie. Like it's super think, long, but I was I was invested I think the, the entire reason, time. I like, think the reason I like this film is because it was the least like a Bond film that I that I think I remember the other ones being. It's very different than what I thought a Bond film is. Because Bond to me is like it, it, it. Honestly, he didn't even feel like Bond in this film. He almost felt like a, a matured like he's like he was growing out of his Bond quote, quote unquote Bond phase. You know, because like, when I think about a Bond, I I think about a dude who's suave, who doesn't care about like women at all, who basically has no feelings. Um, he's just all about sex and action and, and you know, in, in doing his job. Yeah, no, this one was like, once again, you gotta understand, I'm not a huge Bond fan. I've seen three other Bond movies. One of them was Goldfinger, which isn't even Daniel Craig, and right. Skyfall and Spectre that I only watched because I was trying to complete Watch Mojo's list on Letterboxd. Yeah. So I was not invested. I did not care. I was doing it to complete a list. Did not have any fucking desire. But when I was watching this, I was like trying to, like, I'll, I'll give my story. Ready for this? Sure. I tried to watch this one other time before I actually watched it. Oh, yeah, you told me this. What, ha- what happened? I got to the theater, walked by these dudes. They smelled of booze. And I was Oof. like, I, as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, these dudes are going to be problems. Because they were talking so loud during the previews, which I mean, like, they're previews. It's like not a big deal. Again, though, but even they're, talking like, loud. They're basically yelling. I don't mind talking like, talking during previews when you're talking that loud during previews. Like, you shouldn't be talking loud at all in your theater, you know? And then, like, one dude got up to go, like, go somewhere. And I was just like, all right, cool, whatever. Fuck it. Movie's about to start. Lights went down. Movie started playing. Got the first shot of like the fucking house on the lake, and I was like, "Ooh, this looks pretty good." Dude came back in. And he had a pizza, and he sat down and started talking to his friend really loud. Oh, no. And I was like, <sighs> and then he pulled out his phone and started using his phone's flashlight. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't like Bond enough for this. I'm gonna go." And so I got up and went and was like, "Yo, I need a refund." And they just gave me my money back, and I went home. That's fair. So I saw the first five minutes of this movie. 
And then I was like, no, it looked really like Jada was like, well, how'd you, what'd you think? I was like, no, first five minutes were really fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, so I want to say just, just since this is a kind of a new film, if you haven't seen no time to die, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't listen to this segment. Um, and honestly, this kind of is the end of a podcast. So after this film, so, um, if you don't, if you don't want any spoilers for no time to die, we're going to probably get pretty heavy into that because I really, really trying to review this film. It does get into spoilers. So, um, it's okay. By the time this comes out, they'll have had like two weeks. Sure. Um, so that being said, um, what did or I guess overall? What did you think of the film? And then... I thought his whole love thing with whatever the fuck her name is mm-hmm. felt very forced, and I did not feel any real connection. You didn't? No, man. I'm not, I, don't know, I don't know. Maybe, why I maybe did. something happened in Spectre or Skyfall or something. I like, don't know who these, the girl was, but to me, she, I, don't, I don't know. I just felt that they like they had some chemistry that I, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't, didn't. I didn't feel the chemistry. I kind of felt like to me, it felt like not deserved. Like I didn't feel like maybe it's because it's like a sequel to something I didn't really watch. But I was like, I don't feel like you guys have this relationship that I feel you deserve to have. So, oh well, I guess I just took for granted there's stuff I don't realize, and that's kind of like okay, so I'm t- I, I'm not quite versed in whatever their relationship they have, so I just have to assume that they had a relationship beforehand. So I just kind of like let that I kind of like let that go a little it bit. Just, it didn't feel very natural to me. And the the first fucking like action sequence where he's on the bridge, fucking awesome. Yes, so good. And then the time jump I oh didn't feel was jarring. I thought the time jump was handled oh, very yeah, well. Um, I never mind. I never mind when they go like two years later. I never like when they go in the future or was it five years? Whatever. When they go in the future, had, if they had done a time jump and then jump back to the past, <laughs> I would have lost my shit. I hate it so much. I hate when they do but that. But way this handled the time jump, like he moved on, he was doing. Fun. I was like, all right, cool. And then he like gets asked to go on the mission. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm retired. And I was like, stick to your guns, Mister Bond. Exactly. And then like he got petty and did the mission anyway. I was like, all right, cool. I like that. So I will say. The female, I can't remember her name. She played Monica Rambeau in Captain Marvel. She's the new 007. I know. I feel like they could have utilized her more. There's a lot of things that, okay, that's honestly one of my big criticisms, and I'm just like, how, how are, are they going to introduce a new 007 and not even use her? Why? Like, Why I, even do I, it? I get it. Like, it's a James Bond movie, but at the same time, like, it's a James Bond movie in 2021. You can utilize females more than just, like, sexy dresses and as, like, yeah to bounce things off of. And she's supposed to be like this badass secret. I mean, agent, it's a bond right? film, right? Like, but she replaced 007, like James Bond. She replaced James I know. Bond. And then I didn't see her do anything. I thought was badass. I know. Me either. <laughs> I was like, they so underutilized her. I was like, really disappointed because I was like, I was super excited to see what she could bring. And they just kind of like let her be a background character. That's not even the worst part. The worst, the worst offense this movie has is that Rami Malek did not get to do more. I disagree with that. I know a lot, I wanted, a lot of people have that, that opinion. I, just, I disagree. I love Rami Malek, but I feel like... I he, thought he was in the film a perfect amount. It's just because like, I, I didn't find him to be like villainous. Like, he's I don't basically think he just was. Like, he's just like, I'm he doing was. my own thing. Like, you That's guys what it are felt just like. fucking irritating me. Like, fuck off. And I kind of like, I get that. But at the same time, I'm like, I would have liked to feel a bit more like when he got his, like when he got shot at the end. Other than him being like, you can never touch the woman you love. like. I would have liked to like feel like a yeah, get him, Bond. Honestly, he kind of it's a, right. No, I understand that, and he kind of keeps uh, at least the Remy Malik character. And I know a lot of people like wanted to see him more in it, but I really feel like he played a, a great part and did what Remy Malik does best is yeah. be creepy without being overbearing. You know, like he did really good. I just I personally would have liked to see more of him. Like for well, what, like well, what he did yeah. in the movie, fucking fantastic, amazing, great villain. I always bring you best more Bond Malick. villain I've seen yet. 
Yeah, a lot of people say like, that he was a weak villain, and I was like, I thought he was a good I villain. He did pretty, I haven't seen all the James Bond movies. Though, I mean, so like, you know, I can't, I can't compare him to anything, but like two movies, I can't remember who the villains were. Pretty sure one of them was the dude that he took out in the cell. I don't remember the guy with the one eye. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, he was oh, yeah. the Spectre. I don't remember. I, I had to imagine. And he was Goldfinger's some, yeah. villain was like campy and fun like he was a fun villain but he wasn't like a, he wasn't what i would consider a villainous villain my dude and rami malik just like he felt creepy he felt like he felt like he could do anything and i was just like i See, love this. exactly like, he felt like he could do anything he wanted to but he's just like i haven't told i haven't just i just don't feel like it yet you know i'm like i love how like the kids just like bit him and he's just like fine go away i love <laughs> I that like, because the villain never does that you're just like if you don't want my protection leave and she's just like okay and then she leaves. He, didn't, he didn't even try to stop her he was just like i right, keep going and i was like i know i love that i was like what like all right cool like i don't know your plan here i assume you don't have one though and you're just going with the flow which i respect so like you do I know <laughs> i was just so into that because like you like the typical writing thing would just be like no get the girl like bring her you know but no he just was like all right just let her go i don't care it's like, so funny because legit like He's the he does everything a villain normally wouldn't do, and I think that's probably why people don't like him because the yeah. average moviegoer is going to be like, "There's no one a villain," would, but he's just like doing his own thing. Like he's just like, "I'm just trying to do what I want to do." Like just go. Like he even told Bond, he's like, "You can go with the with like the daughter. Like I will let you leave. Just go the fuck away." Actually, he, I, oh my god, he did. Well, he said he, he was going to keep the one. He was the... going to keep the girl you love because I love her. But you can take your daughter. You can leave. Like right. I'm not going to stop you. And Bond's like. No, he's like, I gave you a fucking chance, man. Like, like he, he like, honestly, I don't see why I don't see why he wouldn't have done that because he easily could have taken the kid and then come back later. But I just, it's so funny because the typical Bond, like the cliche, is the villain captures him. It's like, here's my evil scheme, da, 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 da. and he didn't really. I mean, and he did that like, a little bit. He but... just sat there. He's sitting there, and he's like, yeah, you can't do anything because these people will shoot you. But like, I will let you leave. Like, I won't try to kill you. Like, you can leave with your daughter. No, no problem, no issues. Like, you can go. And Bond's just like, no. He's like, oh, fuck, man. I, I feel like you, the smart thing would have been to say like, yes and then come back. But whatever. But it's still like, I respect that for Ray Malik's character because it's just so like fucking not what a villain would do. And That's I feel right. like if Bond was just like, yeah, all right, I'll take the kid, he would have been like, all right, here you go. Have a good day. Like, <laughs> Bond would have been like, that's it. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. You, I'm doing what I'm doing. You go away. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and I, just, I respect that. Yeah. And then like, I I I will say I haven't had enough experience with Felix's character to like feel the 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 weight of his death, but the way Bond looked at him, yeah. I was like, oh no, this is serious now. Like, oh shit. Yeah, no, dude, that <laughs> was, was horrible. And the way he killed the American like trader dude with the car, like he, the dude's under the car, and he's like, "You'll never win." And oh Bond my god, that like, was oh, amazing! Shut up, but. <laughs> He just like he he used the car as leverage just to pull himself up, and then the car fell on him. And I was like, "That was smooth, man. That was smooth." Dude, I I love that. There was so much about this movie that I just like. I had such a fun time with that. I just like. I don't. I I don't. I don't have that much that I knock against it, other than like underutilization of people. Like they they were making a big deal that female in the uh, Costa Rica or whatever. Uh, Oh, the Artemis. Yeah, yeah, the 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 actors, right? They were like, "Oh, she's gonna be in Bond films." Dude, she was in there for like five minutes. And I was like, she was great. When yeah, she was, she was amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. But like at the same time, like that's a, like that was such a big deal for marketing. That I was like weird, but I like, um the okay. I'll let you go. I was just gonna say like I, I feel like oh, oh for me like this very much didn't feel like a James Bond film at least from what I traditionally think of a James Bond Bond film. It just felt more like a spy film, spy thriller, spy you know? thriller, just like a fun. Just but like it was so fun much fun. Spy film. I will say the ending almost had me, man. I was like choking up. 
I was like, we sitting on top of the building and he's like talking to her and I was like, <sighs> oh yeah, I, I wasn't feel like I didn't feel like crying because I don't I don't know I mean just I don't I don't, I don't think I had that much connection to the character, but just honestly like I just was like I just wanted to salute him. I was like, yes sir, I, I love you. you went, like it makes so much respect. Like, I, like, like people are gonna find the ending to be horrible. I know it. They're gonna be like. Honestly, from what I've seen, that to James Bond and just me, I'm just like, I've no, seen that's a solid. I feel like from out. what I've seen, like people, a lot of people like the ending and what happened. I mean, because I mean, what he ended up dying, right? And he had the, and this like that. I mean, honestly, and well, I mean, what else are you gonna do, right? Because because like it's no t- no time to die, and he dies. I'm like, okay, that's funny, clever. Um, but I, I mean, but really, that was his his only option because he he could have gotten off that island if he wanted to. He knows he could have, but since but he got he scratched, didn't, he didn't want to live without him. Well, right, because if he, if he got scratched, right. He got scratched and he has that those nanites in him, so no matter what, like he, he could touch, he, like he could go touch somebody else, and then that person could, could come in contact with them, and if they touch them, then they die. Because remember, like the way the nanites work. Yeah, you get you get infected with touch. Yeah, just it just it's literally just touch. It's like the word. It's like the, it doesn't even matter. So like, I will say this was this director's first time ever making a Bond film. The only it was other, great. The only other movie I've seen of his was Beast of No Nation, which is a Netflix film. Oh wow. But yeah, it was a, it was a great yeah, no, film. Like, I was, it's, it didn't even feel like it was two and a half, like two hours and forty minutes long. It is the longest it felt, Bond film. I want to say this, like it, the pace. Um, as far as the pace, it never felt slow. Like it never felt like it was dragging. But then again, when you're sitting there for two and a half, like two hours and forty minutes, you still feel it. Like you know, it's like it's it's long, but it didn't feel like it was overly long. Right. Like I feel like they put everything they wanted to put in there. And I would have been happy with even a little bit more. I'll be honest. Like you could have given me some more stuff, and I probably would have been fine. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. As long as it's more like exactly. And I, I, I do agree with that too. I just, I was my only point to that is like, you know, when you when you're starting sitting in a chair for a chair for three hours, you're just like, all right, I can, I, can, I, I know like this film is great, but I'm still like, I'm still been sitting in this chair for two and a half hours. Unless it's Endgame, then the whole like the final half of that movie just well when you're standing up by the blink of an eye when you're standing up screaming, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this this Bond movie like. I need to watch more Bond films. But I don't know. I also don't feel like the need to, but I feel like I feel like they're probably really good. But I'm sure they like, might be. That's 25 movies. Like, yeah, like, I'm like maybe like, eventually like I'll watch them. The MCU but... for the first time, but none of them like they're not all connected. Like, there's like different stories. And like, here's the thing about the rest of, the rest of the James Bond films. I don't know if you know this or not. But like each, you know how each of them has their own act, uh, their yeah. own actors. Well, those films aren't even connected. Yeah, I know. You know that? Okay, because like, like this, the this is the first time Daniel Craig's films where they actually all connected. And it's so, like, it's done so beautifully. This send off was beautiful. It was. It the really story was. was so good. It wasn't overly predictable. Like there was some stuff where I was like, all right, you know, I saw that coming. But there was a lot of stuff where I was just like, I'm just having fun. I'm just interested to see what happens. I'm um, wondering if they're gonna end. Like this tenure of Bond, like storyline, or if they're going to try to continue it with the new 007. I don't think they're going to. I mean, I don't think the, so. The biggest issue I have is like James Bond is such an iconic film killer character that if you try to make a film in a Bond universe without James Bond, it's going to flop. Um, as much as I would love to see a well, Bond universe film, this, with this like, Bond might flop in and of itself. So. Um, it only made, I don't know if you knew this or not, but like, so we, the opening box office numbers came out, um, domestically, 
Right, which like, is what we look at. Yeah, but pre-sales for like, uh, like even in London, the pre-sales were fucking insane. It broke right, records. and typically it's in other countries. Uh, other countries, you know, I think that Bond is better, but I think at least well, once we once we the movie's finished and over and once the movie's finished, then you can look at like the overall yeah, yeah like yeah. box office because that that shows how much it actually made. But just looking at at least domestically for showing for showing what it was, it only made fifty six million. That's not good. And if you but if you, you think al- about that, you also got to think like. How popular is the Bond franchise in America? No, that's a good point, and I, I definitely understand that. But at least, like a lot of people were predicting, this could be the first film to make a hundred million dollars opening weekend. Um, and and Venom was the closest to make that at eighty million. So, dude, I find I find the box office with Venom and the critic reception with Venom so funny every time because it's always exactly yeah. what opposite of what everyone thinks is going to be. That's my whole point with critics, and I'm not saying the critics are bad. They have, they definitely have the role and are good for things. But I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess because critics more focus on like the craft of the film versus like the enjoyment of the experience, and that's why I said I will always be a fan first, why, no matter just, how much I review films. It makes me laugh when you look at the box office numbers for like Shang Chi and Black Widow, and then you see Venom was just like, bam, thirty million dollars more, motherfucker. And we're like, Venom, Venom, like MCU's comeback that like didn't reach the heights of Venom. <laughs> Venom. Venom. So he's over here like buying Spider-Man rights was a good idea, wasn't it? <laughs> Just imagine if they put a live action Miles Morales film, bro. You know how that would pop off the charts. I don't know if you understand. Watch watch November 12th and Kevin Feige just be like Miles Morales 2024. I would shit on the Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I would take off my hands and like here's what's the, Okay, so if you guys don't know, on November 12th, I think it's November 12th, like the day after Eternals comes out, they're having a Disney showcase. And Marvel is going to have a panel, and they're going to be announcing a ton of new projects. You're also probably going to see another Spider-Man trailer at that point. Here's what irritates me about this panel, right? Since the last fucking time that they announced shit, we've gotten five projects out of like the 20 things they fucking announced, and they're about to lay more shit on us. Yeah, they said they have. They said they have 40 unannounced projects in development. All I can think about is like you haven't 40, given me a fraction of what you promised me last time. I mean, okay, yeah, but that is fair, but you also got to like the pandemic. I, a lot of I get that. I understand, but I'm like, let me like, get further into this before you like, sure, more stuff like, down. If you think about this, we, I'm pretty sure we should we should have already seen No Way Home. We should have already seen Doctor Strange, I think. We should have already... Thor Love and Thunder should be coming out in November. Yeah, I think we... Exactly. If, if it's normal schedule, we should have already seen Spider-Man No Way Home. We should have already seen Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness. And I'm pretty sure we should have... Yeah, exactly. We have Thor Love and Thunder coming out in November. But my issue right now is, like, you're going to announce more shit, and we haven't even seen, like, anything you announced last time. Like, all of Phase 5, or Phase 4, has not come out yet. Like, two fucking... Like, two <laughs> movies in Phase 4 has come out, and you're about to be like... Here's everything to Phase Six. I was about to say Phase <laughs> like, Six exactly. Like the only thing we know of is Fantastic Four is probably going to be the final movie in Phase Five or Phase Four. Exactly. And then like they're going to be like, here's all the tiles for Phase Five and the first tile of Phase Six, and I'm going to be like, we haven't even gotten it. And you know they're not going to announce every title coming out, right? They're gonna they're gonna have some mystery ones because like shit will happen in the new ones coming out, and then they'll be like, surprise. Exactly. Well, I'm just I'm ex- I love Marvel, but I'm oh, like, are we like, we could just give me just give me more stuff now and stop giving me stuff for like three years later. <laughs> exactly. We should honestly we we might even when No Way Home comes out, I would I would even be put put it past us if we did a whole podcast just about like that. Oh, 100. That's like an hour and a half. We're gonna be like doing. We can have a conversation about that. 
Um, so, but in the meantime, before we get to there, uh, we want to thank you for joining us as we talked the newest and most promising trailers, the newest films out in theater right now, and some other content we might um, have watched throughout the week. Um, so I want you to go ahead and be sure to follow us and turn on our notifications so you can get updates every time we post. As well, uh, if you want to keep up with our activities outside the airwaves, you can stalk us on Instagram at Into the Filmverse Podcast. Um, Bryce, if people want to follow you and your enrapturing escalades online, where can they follow you at? You can find me on Letterbox at Pain Reviews, P A Y N E Reviews. I review a ton of movies, mm-hmm. and uh, you can find me on Instagram at Pain Love Cinema. I post some of my movie hauls and things that I get there. Just like little things from my collection. collection. And you can find me on Twitter at Sanguine Film. That's correct. I was like, I don't use Twitter that much. I just use it to look at other people's stuff because they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to stay connected with me, Mitchell Chan there, you can <coughs> follow me by simply going to Facebook and Instagram at author Mitchell Chandler. On Twitter at Mitchell Chandler. And on Letterboxd at Mitchell, or sorry, at Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. Um, and that's all spelled with a Y. So it's M Y T C H E L. Well, that's all for this time, our fellow cinephiles. And until the next adventure, Excelsior! Excelsior!